In Alabama Ag and Review for the week of August 30th, we'll start off with a story on the new farm income reports. Well, USDA has released a farm income and export forecast for 2010 and 2011, which U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack called encouraging. After a significant decline of more than 20% in 2009, we looked at three measures of farm sector earnings, all of which are experiencing a rapid rebound and are forecast to rise in 2010. Uh, our experts at ERS are forecasting that net cash income is expected to rise by more than 23% to $85.3 billion, which would be the second highest uh, recorded on record. At the same time, net farm income has also rebounded, increasing by 24%, well above its previous 10-year average. Vilsack says an increase in income from exports is one factor for the increases. We are raising our forecast for ag exports for fiscal year 2010 to $107.5 billion. This is the second highest year on record. This is a $3 billion increase from our May forecast and an $11 billion increase over last year. Agriculture is one of the few major sectors of the economy today that has a trade surplus, which we are now forecasting to be a little over $30 billion. And that progress is expected to continue as the outlook for fiscal year 2011 is even more promising. And Vilsack points out that the good news isn't confined to just one part of the country or sector of agriculture. It's in all regions of the country. It's in virtually every commodity group. It's increasing opportunity at all levels in terms of farming operations. And it, to me, uh, it's also exciting to see off-farm income increase as well because that means that some of the investments that are being made in rural development, uh, business and industry loans, the broadband expansion, new wastewater treatment facilities, they're beginning to have an impact in this rural economy. According to Vilsack, asset values and average family farm household income, which includes that off-farm income, are also expected to increase. And as we turn our attention to livestock, Randall Wiseman has this report about questions regarding the competition workshop. This past Friday, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and Department of Justice held a joint public workshop in Colorado to discuss competition in the livestock industry, particularly the cattle industry. But a group of U.S. senators questioned the behavior of USDA leading up to that workshop. While USDA said the workshop would be organized and conducted as an open and balanced forum, senators questioned if that was actually being done. They also questioned the objectivity of USDA with regard to the Grain Inspection Packers and Stockyard Administration's proposed rule. It all stems from a USDA employee in a Colorado field office using his official government email account to pass along a message from an interest group soliciting attendance at the workshop. So, in a letter signed by Senator Saxby Chambliss of Georgia, Mike Johans of Nebraska, along with Pat Roberts and Sam Brownback of Kansas and Tom Coburn of Oklahoma, they asked where that email was sent and requested copies of all documents that resulted from the original email. Now, while federal officials do deny there was any linkage between the workshop and the USDA Grain Inspection Packers and Stockyard Administration proposal aimed at leveling the playing field for independent producers, both sides did view the conference as a referendum on whether the GIPSA rule should be implemented as drafted or withdrawn. But at this latest workshop, both cattle and hog producers for and against the proposal were on hand. Major meat packers opposed the GIPSA proposal, as does the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the National Pork Producers Council, both of which contend it would limit the marketing options for producers. But both sides of the livestock competition debate hosted events in Fort Collins designed to energize their respective followers. Of course, a reminder, the comment period on the proposed change to the GIPSA rule on livestock marketing runs until November 22nd. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner regarding bugs invading our spaces. It's an old problem that has resurfaced in this country, has a lot of people shook up. 
fleas, ticks, bedbugs. This was once a problem largely associated with rural living. Not anymore. Some of these are being found in the most affluent neighborhoods in America. Today's rural home is just as sanitary as any in the city. A farm home has a lawn as well kept as any in town. Even barnyards and livestock pens are kept cleaner and more sanitary than they once were. So where are these creatures coming from? Bed bugs are being found in hotels. And ticks are now considered dangerous to your health, even to your life. Nobody has a logical answer about where these new outbreaks started. Right now, it's more prevalent in the city than it is in the country. But it's something that nobody needs. Oh, did I forget to mention, if your head itches, look for lice. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.